and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks. I'm joined by my co-host, Katrina Myricks. Katrina, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm 31 now. Yeah, you're good with that? I'm 31, baby. I feel like there was less existentialism from you this year. (laughs) When the decades hit is when it gets real bad. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm nine nine years away from another decade, so... That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Once I, I mean, when I hit 40, we might have a problem. Yeah. I yeah. I think, I think that's valid though. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, uh, so I had my birthday, um, mm-hmm. last week, um, which I turned 31. I've been, I've never heard Katrina say more often, <laughs> I'm in my twenties. I've never heard it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was funny. <laughs> it is. I, I own that's like a sentence I, I hear that sentence once a day now. <laughs> I'm no. in my thirties. I stopped after your birthday. <laughs> You're right. I, truly It was just to tease you. Yeah. And I will say you've said it you said it enough that like it averages out to <laughs> <laughs> like once a day for a pretty decent amount yeah. of time. Um But yeah, that's what's going on with me. What's going on with you? Nothing. 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 Absolutely nothing. We're in a hot room. It's so hot. We're in a hot room. Do you? Can I remember way back when when I'm like I'm excited to do a podcast in our house now where it's central air and we don't have to deal with yada 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 yada. Right. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Turns out. (laughs) Turns out. Um. The there is a distinct temperature difference between our downstairs and our upstairs. And our upstairs is like a brick oven, like a pizza brick oven. Right. And our downstairs is like winter wonderland. And there's no ha- way to mediate this. <laughs> there's no way. Not for, without tens of thousands of dollars. Which, honestly, I'd love to start a Patreon <laughs> just, so that, just so that people could kick in to help pay for our new HVAC system. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so we'll probably get like fifty bucks. Yeah, if you guys are interested, go ahead and just kick a kick a dollar over to us <laughs> so we can get that HVAC baby. And then tell your friends so we can so they can give us a dollar. This is important. And I understand that there are people out there who, you know, need money because this, that or the other thing and it's very sad. But like honestly, I think this is up there. <laughs> Uh, now that I've now that I've done that, um, are you? Do you want to just get started? Let's do it. Let's just get started. And I, I say that everyone's like, "Well, hang on." They usually do ten minutes of bullshit before they get into the actual show. We're hot in here. I'm literally already sweating. So mm-hmm. th- we're gonna just run through shit, and then yeah. we're, and then we're gonna be done. And then honestly, we'll we'll figure this temperature game out better for the next time. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're in a heat wave. By the That's way, true. By the way. Quick news. Super hot heat wave. So let's do just a real quick segment of quick news. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is quick news. It's not quick news. It's quick. It's so quick. No, no. That's not the segment title anymore. Oh, fuck. It's... Oh, no. It's the news flight. Yeah. Just You're cracking the can doesn't even make any sense for quick news. You're right. You're right. It's the news flight. You know... Here's the thing. When you don't do a segment for weeks, <laughs> maybe maybe multiple months, you don't remember that it's a segment. Mm-hmm. Um, the news flight. 
Uh, there's a, currently a heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> there's currently a global heat wave. Uh, there are places that London are, is melting. London is just straight up melting. I saw a photo of a, uh, someone uh, just feeding water into into uh, into the bee feeder. I believe is the name of what the the people who hang out in those in those like in those very hot outfits. <laughs> Including oh, the yeah. the biggest hat, like the the that tallest. That must be terrible. That's not, like it literally like they're in like a situation that's like, uh, the person who plays Mickey Mouse in Disneyland. Mm. Like you are just well, trapped in a you're trapped in a uniform that is so ill fitting to this specific uh situation for you. Apparently, only like five percent of the residences in Britain have ac so well that's good really not well that's really good for them (laughs) it's really good and their houses are designed to keep heat in Uh, and it's cold i went to the doctor just recently and i i do love that the person who was working out front Mm -hmm. i was like heard the newscast talking about the heat wave and went but I guess global warming doesn't exist, huh? Like, yeah, that like, was funny. I she do, was great. I do love when, like, I'm just kind of pleasantly surprised by people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I didn't think I'd get, I'd get to, I'd hear that. And then that lady said that. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and luckily for us, our government is uh, making sure that we do something about climate change. And by that, I mean, um, there's a specific member um, of our government, I won't say any names, Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia, who is trying to make sure that we don't do anything about mm-hmm. climate change because that would fuck with his money. Yep. And he'd rather give, like, leave a melting planet to those after him. He is the, like, the, he's the epitome of pulling the ladder up after you get up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... So, uh, so those after you just are fucked. He's the epitome of that. He's the definite textbook definition of that. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, real quick, uh, POTUS tested positive for COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for him, he is in a position of being the most powerful person probably on earth. So he has um, access to. I mean. I feel like Joe Manchin might be the most powerful person. <laughs> yeah, pr- well, yeah. Well, Prime Minister Manchin has allowed President Joe Biden to take uh, like an antiviral drug, and mm-hmm. uh, he's vaxxed and boosted. So truly, he should be right as rain. I think it's like really fucked up that like Joe Biden was supposed to come to Wilkes Bear uh-huh. on Thursday. Yeah. And like for my job, I had to prepare data for him to share and like mm-hmm. he didn't even show up. Yeah. It's like I spent you like get... 20 minutes working on that. Right, but you get why, right? I don't know, man. No, no. I think it's pretty fucked up. I know, I think it's no, it makes sense as to why, right? Like he <laughs> he can't come. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad for everybody. Joe Biden was going to say words that I put in his mouth. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what he would I said. mean, to be fair, we don't know what Biden's going to say at any moment. <laughs> so, so, so let's... <laughs> you may have given Joe Biden the data to say, and he'd be like, look, Jack. <laughs> and just go off on whatever random nonsense he wants to. 
Um, I do think that it's uh, the only like I he's probably gonna be fine. <laughs> you know, it's it's he's he's vaxxed and boosted. He has he's well prepared to handle the virus. The only issue is he's um, incredibly old. Uh, so old to as uh, you know for a president. Um, and uh, I think it's really kind of worrisome that like we have to be this worried about whether or not um, the, you know, the president of the United States is going to be able to, like, it's just, it's one of those tough things where it's like, yeah, that's what happens when you only elect people that are over the age of 70. <laughs> like, that's just kind of how it works. Yep. Where we're kind of just going to be like, uh, and always like nervous. Like, uh-oh, he fell off his bike. <laughs> like, oh shit, like, that can't be good. Like, it's just one of, it's one of those things where we're going to like, always, a new story like obviously a new, like the president getting covid is like scary right but it shouldn't be as scary <laughs> as it is currently um just like it shouldn't be as scary when i get like a notification that uh the president fell off his bicycle <laughs> when i'm like this man has a peloton and just keep his ass inside what do we do right Something else for the news flight is that Steve Bannon was uh, convicted, convicted of, of contempt. contempt of Congress. Yes. We so got we'll see what that does. We got a conviction, baby. We got him. Steve Bannon's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. Yeah. <laughs> right? No. no, absolutely not. Um, No, I think, I mean, I do think that it's good that to show that there are consequences for. Yeah, it really depends on what the actual consequences are. Exactly. Though. So, like, we're still in the we're still in the stages. Like, you know, he was convicted, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll see what the actual punishment is. Sentence, I do yeah. I do love that. Like, he um, was like, "I'll talk to the committee," <laughs> and was trying to use that as like a so the charges are gone then, right? And it's like, no, <laughs> like absolutely not. You mm -hmm. you didn't talk to the committee. That's why you were you, you were subpoenaed. You defied the subpoena pretty openly. You were being a real dick about this. Mm -hmm. uh, so you were charged with contempt of Congress. The, the your decision to then talk, like well after, like right before a trial is going to happen for your not talking, that doesn't. That, that's like I stole the money from the bank and. Will you guys be cool if I just give the money back right now? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's like that's absolutely what it was. He was trying to like his his like I'm gonna cooperate with the January 6th committee was almost exclusively a so you guys are chill, right? Like and no. <laughs> and I, I really hope that that at the very least discourages people from trying to duck these subpoenas. And uh I mean we already have like stuff from Bannon, like that the the mother like a lot of people saw, and we'll get to it. Um, well, we might not get to it, so I'll just say it now. Um, in the in the most recent um, January sixth hearing, uh, we got that quote. Uh, we got that um, recording from Mother Jones. I heard it before this. Mother Jones had previously released this, where Steve Bannon detailed the strategy of what Trump was going to do, mm -hmm. and honestly, detailed it pretty accurately. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't know. Um, but but yes. Him being uh, convicted of contempt of Congress is pretty great. It feels good. And it's like one of those things that's just like, you know, even I, right now I feel good. And well, I'll, I'll feel probably awful when I find out nothing happens, but I feel good right now. <laughs> um, do you want to get into the actual show? Let's do it. Let's get into it. See, guys, it's we got that 10 minutes of bullshit in. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> um, so the um, season finale of the January 6th hearing. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> happened, uh, the January 6th hearings uh, happened um, Thursday night in prime time, starting at 8, ending at, I want to say, 4 a.m. Oh, so late. <laughs> Katrina so was quite tired and pretty much you were done like after it happened yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. You were pretty out. Um, it was like about two and a half to three hours. Yeah, it was like 10.30, 10.45, yeah. somewhere between those. Yeah, it was like a Marvel movie. Um, and we were treated to um, testimony regarding Trump's actions on January 6th itself. Basically after he gave the speech. After he gave the speech at the Ellipse and went back to the White House, we were... Um, we were let in on what his uh, what his mood mannerisms and actions were, which were Sorry. which were almost nothing. Uh, the president watching TV. The president in the watched dining room. The president watched Vox uh, watched Fox News uh, for a majority of the day. Um, just shook off. Uh, attempts from staff to put out a statement to try to stop the violence. Um, called senators and erase the call logs. Called senators to try to get them to uh, go with the mob's wishes of uh, uh, halting the electoral count progress. And um, yes, erased the call logs. <laughs> I mean, can we just real quick start with um, the Secret Service seemingly <laughs> sent one text message yep. <laughs> the entirety of that time. Um, what do we think about that? I think that's pretty, that's pretty. Oh, it's shady as shit. It's pretty shady. The Secret Service be shady. It's so. They deleted all their texts accidentally. Oops. <laughs> like, it's such a, uh, such a, such a clear, uh, such a clear, um, corrupt action. Mm -hmm. Right? But luckily they are opening a criminal investigation into that, which is. Good, because <laughs> it's so clearly criminal. It is incredibly criminal, and it's also like insane when you when you see the testimony of like, uh, like uh, when uh, during the January sixth uh, committee hearing, we, there were Secret Service people calling people and saying their like potential last goodbyes. But then there was also Mike Pence <laughs> refusing to get into a vehicle that was going to be driven by a Secret Service agent because he didn't know where they would take him. Right, he they couldn't be trusted. Mm -hmm. But also there were and like and that's that's the So like, there are different factions. Exactly. That's the that's There are the, like the normal just worker bees basically and uh, then there are the people who are involved in this. Yes, it's, it's the confusing like who in this in this organization can I trust? Yeah. Because some of them are not trustworthy and some of them are trustworthy. Mm -hmm. The trustworthy ones were calling their relatives <laughs> and being like, I think I'm going to die today. I might die. Um, so I just want you to know that I love you. And then the others were like, we should probably get rid of all of our, <laughs> all of our uh, communications. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> because, you know, what if people find out? Um, what did you think of you? We, I think, I think it's pretty clear. We all kind of knew that, um, Donald Trump didn't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. And the only times he did do anything, he did watered down versions of those things. Um, and had to be like essentially, uh, pulled for like by his like nose to 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 do it. Mm -hmm. Um what did you think of what did you think of those revelations? I mean, I wouldn't call them revelations, really. I feel like they 
where obviously what we knew was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's important. I say revelations because there are some people who legit didn't know. But I think it's important to get it out there and detail that. Mm -hmm. Like, Um, for example, the, um, I mean, we knew about the uh, Jamie Herrera Butler uh, conversation that she had about uh, the phone call that Trump had with Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew about that before, yeah. but to hear to hear the recording of her talking about that and like <laughs> ha- listening to her detail how Trump was like, oh, this is Antifa. It's not my people. And McCarthy acknowledging it was Trump supporters. And then the president going, well, I guess they're angrier about the election and uh, what happened than you are, Kevin. Like mm-hmm. like that that is huge that that is that is a clear like i i understand like that's the president indicating i understand firstly lying just mm-hmm. first lying and then acknowledging yeah i know these people are all in danger and i don't really care because nope. that they're the people they're gonna hurt people that i don't like yep so as long as they just hurt people i don't like then i don't really care um, i mean who are people he likes that he would actually care about like literally just himself yeah so it's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's real. I don't think it's hurt people I don't like. It's not hurt me. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting me, it hurt people in my name. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there was also, I believe, you know, they uh, had like um, quotes from General Milley. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just, I, I, one of the things that, that was clear was they didn't want, <laughs> they were trying to, um, figure out how to make it so that it didn't look like the vice president was handling all of the business, like handling, um, the efforts to help people. And by they, you mean the administration, the administration, the, the yes, the administration, the staff, the, they did not want it to look like it was. Mm-hmm. Which was the president of the United States is doing nothing, and the vice president has to be the vice president has to be the one to because that's a clear constitutional crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's everybody following the orders of the vice president while the president is still uh, coherent and quote sound mind <laughs> unquote. Um, that like that's a that's a constitutional issue. Yeah. That's a huge constitutional issue where people were just not following the orders of the president of the United States. Well, he wasn't giving any. He wasn't giving any orders. <laughs> well, I mean, not giving any orders is the order. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything. And yes, people should have done something, um, obviously, and it's good that things were done. But that's that's crazy, right? Like, like that's another wrinkle in this where um, what should what what truly should have happened was the Twenty Fifth Amendment should have been invoked. Yeah. They should have removed the president because the president was doing nothing to help people mm-hmm. that he knew were in danger. That that's the process. That that's how you that's how you deal with it. But we were just going, we'll just follow this guy's orders until the president decides to start giving good ones, <laughs> which I also think is pretty crazy. We we were in the midst of a uh situation where the constitution was not being followed Mm -hmm. (laughs) from 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 seemingly like textualists and constitutionalists it was not being followed because truly at that moment it couldn't right um so i thought that was i thought that was super interesting because it was being the oath of office was being violated yeah it was being he was there was a what and and there 
what they what they attempted to show, and what I think they successfully showed, was the uh, quote dereliction of duty unquote mm-hmm. from the president, yep. where he had a duty to um, call off his ravenous mob that he mm-hmm. whipped up into a frenzy and then told to march down to the Capitol, and he chose instead to watch them on TV with mm-hmm. delight and glee. Yep, and. Like, they they also did a good job of, like, having, you know, talking to or, or having recordings of um, uh, supporters who were clearly went, just going with what he said, clearly going with what he said when when he when he gave the message of go home. I love you. You're sweet babies <laughs> or whatever the fuck he said. Um, they were like, hey, we got a message from Trump. He says to go home. Like that's <laughs> like some of the like some of the people who were in the Capitol defacing the Capitol, committing violence when they heard that the president said, "Hey guys, knock it off. <laughs> uh, Dad, Daddy loves what you did, but Daddy mm-hmm. needs you to go home now." They're like, "Daddy said go home. We got to go home." Yep. Like there we go. Like that's like. Just, I th- what do you think? I think it, I think one of the things that was clear from um, the testimony given and, and from um, the hearing itself is Donald Trump could have stopped this at yeah. any moment. What do you think? Absolutely. He didn't want to. Mm-hmm. He, he caused it on purpose. That was the plan. <laughs> Why would he stop it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they've laid out. Like... Yeah. You know, it wasn't an accident. It was on purpose. He mm-hmm. had a plan for what he was going to do during it. He did that plan. He was like, they were a distraction. They were a diversion. He was still calling people trying to get his way. Like, this was all the plan. Mm-hmm. So. Can, can I, let's let's talk about some embarrassments. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to. Let's talk about some embarrassments. I want to start with, I want to start because I want to end with the, I want to, I want to, you know, end with the juicier one. But let's start with Kevin McCarthy. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, speaker of the, ha- uh, sorry, uh, at the time was he, yeah, yeah. at the time speaker of the house, um, he's the Republican majority leader, minority he, leader, sorry, Republican minority leader, um, a clear, clear, clear sycophant and <laughs> their favorite word. Well, welcome to the cuck zone, Kevin, <laughs> um, I, ready to condemn the president on the night uh-huh. because that's where it felt like political wins were going mm-hmm. because usually after a mob over <laughs> like overtakes the the US capital that's like not usually a good PR move yeah not super politically advantageous right so you want to be on the other side of that so <laughs> kevin was pretty ready that day to be like the president did this this is his fault he he's the reason that they that they did this and very very like willing to do that x amount of months down the line Honestly, X amount of weeks down the line, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, it um, didn't take too long. He went, oh, my base does not follow this. <laughs> my base does not uh, does not see this as what the reasoning is. Mm-hmm. Now, I did at the moment because, one, the political headwinds were telling me that um, I needed to distance, my, distance myself from this guy. And, two, he sent a bunch of violent people into my workplace mm-hmm. <laughs> who honestly probably could not identify me from a random Democrat that they wanted to kill. Yep. Um, so so <laughs> I should call this guy out. And then X amount of weeks down the line, he's like, no, I'm going to back the president. Uh, sorry, I'm going to back the former president. And I'm going to just be by his side the entire time and really just 
100% run run mm-hmm. defense for him. Yep. Um, what did you think of how, like, soulless and spineless and cowardly uh, Kevin McCarthy was in the moment? Uh, and how well, well do you think Well, he wasn't that... in the moment. I'm sorry, not in the moment. In the moment, in he the... did the right thing and then <laughs> backtracked. <laughs> did the right thing by acknowledging facts at the time. What did you think of how the how he was portrayed during the uh, hearing? Uh, I was funny. I think it was funny. I like that they keep mentioning that at the time he said mm-hmm. this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, there were a bunch of real real digs yeah. uh, during this hearing, and, especially from Kinzinger. And they, I was going to say, yes, they tried <laughs> to make sure it came from Kinzinger, yeah. the re- one of the Republicans on the committee. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to make sure that, like, this is a Republican saying, this guy's a spineless coward. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, this guy is a fucking jellyfish piece of shit. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was very, very so, good. Yeah, me too. I, I enjoyed it. You want to talk about the one? Yeah. Go ahead. With Josh Hawley running down the hall. <laughs> John, Josh Hawley. <laughs> the, the juxtaposition that they did with Josh Hawley. So first showing Josh Hawley walking in, giving a, 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 a fist his, in the air. his fist in the air of like solidarity with these wackos. And then cut to Josh Holly running for his fucking life <laughs> just just oh, showing so just funny. showing this tall seriously just showing this lanky ass like ghost just running running across the editors of these hearings are fabulous i think that they deserve a I fucking need, emmy yeah right it's you negative. have to give them an emmy this is this some, has to be emmy worthy this Prime is time. some succession style yeah. shit <laughs> Yeah, they they made a great choice in hiring that news guy to run the, <laughs> the ABC guy. Like, yeah, I thought that was so good. Yeah. And then they showed a bunch of uh, uh, behind the scenes of Trump going to make his speeches. That and, was good. Ooh, those were cringeworthy those were, as those, hell. Th- especially, like, the one that was outside I truly don't think was that bad. Mm-hmm. I think it was just him trot Like, that. it really was, like, him, stunt, st- uh, uh, you know, having uh, having some issues at first and then just going off the cuff and saying that he loves these fucking people that are, like, trying to destroy the, the Capitol. Uh, the one that I thought was, like, super wild ooh, was yeah. when he was in... <laughs> He the next day. Just, he couldn't say the word yesterday, and it was frustrating him so much that he's like, we're taking out the word yesterday. Also, I think important, he, uh, m- he made sure to take out the election is over. Yep. He's like, I don't want to I don't want to say the election is over. Because to me, it's never going to be over until I'm reinstated. Mm-hmm. By the way, just, just uh, we sound like we're like, you know, piling on and whatever. Well, who cares? <laughs> I know. But, but, but truly, in the past, like, week to two weeks... Donald Trump was calling the leader of the Republicans in Wisconsin to try to overturn the election. Jesus. That's true. I didn't know he that. was calling Robin Voss <laughs> to try to overturn the election not like not like months ago, literally in the past couple of weeks. Why? Because he still he's either deluded enough to truly think that he can become the president with enough pre- become the president again with enough pressure or He's kind of a, just a fucking idiot. Uh, it could be both, but 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 I just yeah. want to make sure that that's clear. He wanted to he wanted to make sure to say that he didn't. Sorry, he wanted to make sure not to say that the election was over because he's still trying to steal the election currently, like to this day, currently. That's great. Um, that's great. Yeah, I thought that was a. I thought that's an interesting fact. Um, you know, just kind of based on you know, like that's he refuses to admit that this is over 
And he mm-hmm. refuses to say that it's over. Even though he has enough knowledge given to him by various people around him. Um, knowing that this is over. Um, yep, yep. And that's, they've proven that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, go ahead. One of the other things I liked was um, <laughs> another sassy move from Kinzinger. <laughs> um, so, so when I think Hirschman was talking about how once they finally got him to tell the people to go home, everyone mm. was just so emotionally drained. And emotionally they drained? They didn't do anything else and they went home. That basically. was the end of their day. <laughs> that was the end of their day. <laughs> and, and Kinzinger... <laughs> was so clearly furious with mm-hmm. that statement and just like showed how, you know, the, the fucking police were still yeah. fighting. The Capitol to... police were still like in a, in a fucking death match yeah. with, with a bunch of fucking nonsense people. And like, he, he like asked, like, <laughs> I, I, yes, Cause it, that like, was really good. I, I really think that especially with like Hirschman and some of the other like testimony they've shown consistently, mm-hmm. it's like, we were the good guys. We were yeah. just trying to keep Trump in line. And I think the for the most part, the like committee has like basically seemed to be agreeing with that. But in this one, you could really see that he's like, he's like, oh, by the way, all the people that are testifying are still probably not great right, people. Right. Like especially Hirschman, who like has a, he's the one who has like the panda and the bat in the back that says justice on it. Like in oh, his backdrop the whole that. time. You haven't noticed the fucking panda? No. I, I got, all right. While we, while I talk, I'm going to send you Hirschman's backdrop. Um, but, <laughs> uh, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an, it's a, like the background art that he has. Uh-huh. Um, but truly, uh, they, they 100% seem to like, uh, believe that they are, are the good guys. Mm -hmm. And I do think that you're right that in some way, in some form or way, the um, uh, committee has not pushed back on the image of them being good guys. Mm -hmm. Like, and and it may be like, we're trying to get whatever from them. We're trying to get like the facts of what happened from them. So if we have to placate their fantasies of them being like cool, then we'll do that. Um, but, but you're absolutely right. It's like, this was when, (laughs) this was when Adam Kinzinger was like, Oh my God. How have I not seen that? How have you not seen that? (laughs) Holy shit. It's so big. How have you not seen that? I've never noticed it. I feel like this is more, I feel like that's how you can tell, like, this is more of a like audible thing for you rather than visual. Yeah. Did but you also, notice? Did but you... also, I I know his face clearly and the facial expressions yeah. he makes. I just don't focus on anything else. <laughs> you just did you notice uh, Sydney Powell like fucking pounding a Dr Pepper during? <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, while Sydney Powell was doing uh, her testimony, she was just downing doc, downing wow. a, a can of Dr Pepper. Um, which is very funny for Dr. Pepper, who's just like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't think, um, but, but yeah, I, I truly, um, like, I do think like this was one of the first times where we really got to see like, oh yeah, no, they're not like, they're, they're like playing holier than thou where they're like. Thank goodness we were there to yeah. stop to stop the 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 madness and the calamity. But like truly, no, <laughs> like you guys did the bare minimum. Yeah, you guys did the bare minimum, and um, you know you you bit you you're you're so proud of yourselves from getting getting this guy to like point 
a point where he barely recognizes stuff. You know, he, he didn't really come out and like condemn the violence or what have you. And when he did, he was like, like it was, it was kind of like the, there are uh, good people, um, fine people on both sides. Yep. Like it's that where you just can't get him to condemn um, obvious things that, that deserve condemnation. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I also say that the witnesses were just like completely unnecessary? <laughs> <in this one? laughs> Like, they just went, let's get two people who resigned after this, but weren't really involved in anything to do with what happened. <laughs> so I mean, unnecessary. Well, I think that was, it was one of those, like, we were, you know. And and Mr. Uh, Mr. NSA really thought highly of himself. <laughs> really thought highly of himself. Mm-hmm. It's like, first of all, I'm going to give a fucking speech on the oath yeah. of office. Uh, and also, I'm going to talk about how proud I am of the work we did. Yeah, and yeah. also... The stuff he talked about with Iran, it was kind of like, should you be talking about this? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I could not stand that man. I mean, yeah. Very, <laughs> yeah, they're very, very like, um, you know, like, by the way, the administration did good things, too. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I mean, they didn't, but okay. It's like, why are you here? This um, is not necessary. And they, so they teased um more. Next season. They yes next season on uh, J six, um, they teased September mm-hmm. hearings. Um, what do you think? Um, there now I think Bob I believe they said that they wanted to going forward um, talk about how there's a continued yeah um, yeah uh, yeah continued threat to democracy and what we should and can do about that. Um, what do you think? Now here's where I'm. Here's what I think is very interesting on where you're going to be able to push Kinzinger and Cheney. Because um, other than like, you know, uh, reforming the Electoral Count Act, I don't know. Which is good. Which is they're, good. They're doing that. Which is That's good. cool. Which is cool. <laughs> yeah, way to go, guys. I don't, I don't really know where else they go on no. democracy reform. No. You know? I really don't know. I don't really think it's about for them, like, making any laws they just want donald trump to not be the next republican nominee yeah they they'd probably be fine with uh, desantis so oh they'd love desantis yeah um also benny thompson could not be there representative yeah. benny thompson uh, could not be there because he, he had, COVID. had COVID. um but he did have a video before and after um, and did you, you said you noticed that they put another person up there to just like make yeah, sure that one there of wasn't the, a, one of the, uh, the dudes we've seen interviewing people, it just said counsel in front of his name. Yeah. So they had him up there. I know that he was up there like once when like, um, I can't remember what, which hearing it was. I don't remember what episode it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that, yeah, he was up there before. So he, he came back up there to just kind of be like a placeholder. I think so. Cool. I think so. He oh. was like the only one wearing a mask. And I'm like, that's, that's <laughs> strange. I don't remember seeing him sitting up there. And I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I, I do, what do you, let's, let's kind of just end on this topic on like overall impact. Yeah. Um, so that's not a good question to ask me. There are eight, there, there are numbers? this was like the eighth one. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of numbers. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, there's polling indicates that this has done something mm-hmm. at the very least has, you know, made people go, oh yeah, he should be charged with a crime. Yeah. Um, uh, but overall, do you think that this has, like, 
I, I, I would say my question would be, and I, I, I instead of leaving it open-ended as, what impact do you think this has? What impact do you think this has on a potential um, Trump run? Like, do you think yeah. that enough, like, uh, do you think that enough, you know, run-of-the-mill Republicans who, you know, don't d- didn't necessarily, like, you know, there, I think there are a lot of Republicans who didn't like what happened on January 6th, mm-hmm. but also very much like tax cuts and and, and that thing, and right. um, subjugating people they don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Would you, uh, do you think that this has had any sort of effect, either positively or negatively, on a potential Trump run? Possibly. Uh, Possibly I which mean, one? I think he's definitely running. It might have had an effect on how many votes DeSantis gets versus him. Yeah, I, I do think um, that, that, yeah. It, I think really this was good. This came at a good time because Republicans were like, well, let's just forget that happened, mm-hmm. a bunch of them. So, yeah. so I think it was a good refresher, reminder, and hopefully um, that knocks his numbers down a bit, but it's still like... He's we still, still got a, like a solid year before yeah. Uh, yeah. it really matters. And he still has a stranglehold on the Republican Absolutely. Party for the most part. Now, m- more polling his has base, shown. For his, sure. more, it, this, didn't, this didn't matter for his base at all. They, more, were, they were there. More <laughs> polling has shown that he's, you know, losing that grip. Yeah. But I think we've seen that like, you know, dip and dip and rally, yep. dip and rally polling before. So obviously... There's a lot of time left. Before. It really, it really depends on what happens in the next year. How DeSantis chooses to approach it, because what they really do need, the really the only way to defeat him is to have one other candidate to get behind, mm-hmm. as opposed to twelve. Yeah. So, and it really seems like they've chosen DeSantis to be yeah. that guy. So they really do need to actually all rally behind him if they yeah. really don't want him to be their nominee. Mm-hmm. And it depends on how. DeSantis wants to approach it because a lot of them are still afraid of upsetting yep. him and running against him is going to really piss him off. Well, a lot of these can a lot of these Republicans kind of walk on eggshells around Absolutely. him except for the ones who have already decided my time in Republican mm-hmm. par- uh, politics is pretty much over. Yeah. Everybody but fucking uh Liz Cheney who's running again um <laughs> has kind of been like this is my last stand. I'm I'm going to go at him and then and then I'm going to ride off into the sunset. That's Kinzinger, right? Like yep. Like, so uh, it really does depend on how um, it's approached by uh, Republicans like Ron, DeSant- Ron DeSantis, um, less less likely to be that like less likely to be that power player like Christy Noem. Um, uh, like there are people that that there See, I is- don't think she's someone who would run against him. I think that yeah, I think I think that she's well, here's the thing. I don't think that she would just for the sheer fact that like she's too far down right now. And if you look at where Ron DeSantis is, Ron DeSantis, like, numbers show that he sort of stands a chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, we, yeah. We really need to know if they're going to put up a clown car or just. Yeah. It really. Yeah. We need to decide. We need to figure out if Marco and fucking Ted and fucking. The usual like, suspects. The, the, the dum-dums are also going to come on the ride and Chris fucking. Christie. Chris Christie, <laughs> who seems to think that there's a palatable. Like, like he seems to think that he's, like, a, a palatable Republican for, for people. It was just like, no, you were, like, the guy who picked up his mcdonald's like your trash too um so i mean like and and to be clear this politics this this politics podcast hates all of that absolutely like i i we oh, want to make sure that it's clear that the desantis presidency is a absolutely horrifying prospect yeah, it's a nightmare 
honestly just really, 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 really bad. Do you think, um, last question, do you think that he announces before the midterms? Because there are reports that say that he he's wants to. He wants, yeah, there are reports that he say wants gonna... to already be announced. Uh, so you you pointed out that there's financial reasons, right? So I pointed that to you in private, I, just so that people yeah. know that they didn't miss that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I guess really Pod Save America pointed out there's financial reasons. Yeah. You explained them to me because I didn't understand. I also don't completely understand, but I know that there are, I know that there are like FEC, uh, FEC rules about how you can collect money and spend it uh, in like verse like. Being a candidate versus not not declaring yet mm-hmm. versus winning the primary and being the being the uh, candidate for the party like there are different ways that that works. Right. So he probably if he were if he were smart would just be like I'm gonna keep coll-. that's why no one like that's why no one but John Delaney fucking announces it until like a certain amount of time where John Delaney announced I want to say 14 minutes after Trump was elected, <laughs> um, but like yeah. You like you 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 wait so that you can get a campaign war chest in the most you know right. gross grotesque um, awful way possible dark money way possible. Mm. <laughs> mm. But okay, um, do you want to get to our next topic? Oh yeah, that's our fun fun topic. Uh, it's been a month. About a month since Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. Fun, fun, fun. So let's talk about some things that have happened. Let's talk about some things that have happened. Uh, so first thing, there's there was like a, a big news story that went around um, in the last week or two. Uh, and it led to just finding some more information. Like the, the, the big story that went around was a woman who shared her story that she had a miscarriage. Um, I believe she was from Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a miscarriage, and the doctors uh, refused to do anything about it mm-hmm. until uh, her life was in extreme danger. Um, they like she was bleeding for well, I think two weeks before they would take any action to do a DNC. Which, oh boy, scary DNC! It's like a fucking abortion. Um, but. Yeah, while reading about that, obviously horrific situation, you know, hemorrhaging, clotting, terrible stuff going on. Obviously, she's not the only one. There have been a lot. Um, and I found one study um, that was of two, two, just two hospitals in Dallas. So let's extrapolate that for all the other places in Texas and mm-hmm. other states that have similar laws that went into effect once Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, there were 28 patients whose water broke or had other serious complications before 22 weeks gestation, who, because of Texas's laws, did not receive medical intervention until there was immediate threat of their lives or until fetal cardiac activity stopped. So on average, those 28 women uh, waited nine days and 57% ended up with serious infections Mm -hmm bleeding, or other medical problems. Um, Other studies have shown that similar patients had signs of sepsis uh, after doctors and hospitals didn't treat them. Mm -hmm. So just another blaring example of how women are not getting necessary medical treatment because of these laws. And and a lot of people like to say that this is the doctor's fault because they don't understand that the law doesn't prevent them from doing these (laughs) <laughs> that's that's absolutely not true. No, no. <laughs> the 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 laws aren't clear. Right. 
And the laws hold the doctors accountable if exactly. they take an action that the law decides is wrong. Like, let's be clear about about what happened after Roe um, was struck down. Um, multiple states, about half of the, uh, about half of states had trigger laws in effect mm-hmm. to effectively ban abortion um, once Roe was overturned. Yep. And beca- some of them incredibly old. Some of them like incredibly old. over a hundred years old. And and with that, because of the wording of some of those incredibly old laws, it's not clear what uh, doctors can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. And if you are to tell a doc, if your if if your state uh, is like saying, "Hey, we're going to prosecute you." Mm-hmm. If you give, um, you're gonna lose your medical. You're gonna lose your medical license. license. You're gonna go to jail. You're gonna lose your livelihood. Your family will be fucked because you might be the uh, the doctor making the money in the family. And in in most cases, the hospital, like these doctors, work at a hospital. The hospital is not allowing them to take the necessary action. So without because they're worried about being sued. Exactly because the because of the lack of clarity Mm -hmm. and also the fact that you know this is just there are. There are Republican politicians that are so gung ho to uh, to take these people and make examples of them. Mm-hmm. So you're going to obviously have the end product be people need care. Doctors, hospitals, medical staff are going to be afraid of providing care because that puts at risk the hospitals license to to practice the doctor's license to practice medical funding that sorry funding that could be coming from their from the state or from the government that that makes it for uh, makes it makes it so they're able to practice mm-hmm. they don't have that 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 security of mind to help people that need help in that exact moment so they and and <laughs> they decide well, we have to put the we have to put the financial need over the you know over the patient because mm-hmm. if we don't, we could go out of business and not be able to help other patients. This is a this is one of the we we talk about in economics unintended consequences. <laughs> I argue this was an incredibly intended, intended consequence. Mm-hmm. It is I want to scare doctors into not being able to do their jobs mm-hmm. and. I am fine if some people get hurt in the process because I'm stopping abortion. Yeah. I mean, That's what they're doing. I would say another intended consequence is just to punish and hurt women. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's absolutely an intent. Like, they're, the lives of the people who are carrying fetuses are worth less mm-hmm. than this fetus. Than the fetus itself. No matter... In most of these cases, after six weeks, mm-hmm. when it's nothing, right? Nothing, mm-hmm. when it has a quote unquote heartbeat, which is not an accurate or medical thing, no. but of course it's you know something that's perpa- propagated by these laws and these propagated people. by yeah by 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 quote pro life people mm-hmm. who are just like they re- refuse to take the actual scientific part of it. They 100% are like, no, this is this is a heartbeat. This is a yeah. living being right now. I think the the real like thing that in two hospitals in in Texas, mm-hmm. 28 women had to deal with this. Yeah, it's a matter of a very short amount of time before we have dead 
women mm-hmm. because of this. Yeah. Short amount of time. And these are these are the people that are seeking abortions just for life-threatening medical right. conditions or this just is, like a miscarriage. Like, this is the one that, that this is the one that Republicans that that these like that these people on the right say that they're okay with them. Right. By the way, like a lot of them don't like like no. our like our gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano who says I don't care if the life of the mother is in danger mm-hmm. she's gonna die and have that baby who will also die because I just kind of don't care about right. th- I I'm just doing like this like Christo fascism kind of situation thing that I like but like <laughs> like they they claim that that is the thing that they care about you are handcuffing doctors. Mm-hmm. You are handcuffing medical staff. They cannot provide the care that is needed in that moment because you have put in a situation where you've threatened their their you've threatened the the viability of the hospital. <laughs> like you've threatened the you've threatened the livelihood of the doctor. That's just the case. Yep. Uh, also, uh, I'm sure most of our listeners saw the story of the ten year old from Ohio. Very uh, heartbreaking. Um, had to cross state lines to get an abortion after being raped. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the story came out, um, you know, a doctor, first of all, went to Indiana to get an abortion. Which is Shocking. Like, which is like, how is Indiana doing? Right. Like. Uh, it's only a matter of time until, like, literally, they're saying weeks until it's no that's, longer that's an option in Indiana. Wild, but wild that it is currently. But uh, had to cross leave Ohio. By the way, I believe the governor of Ohio is up this year, right? I believe so. I just wanted to make that, yeah. just put that out there. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, it it was not legal in Ohio. Um. But legal in Indiana, so they went to Indiana to get this ten-year-old child an abortion. Um, the right said it was a lie, f- fake news. For mm-hmm. you know, just went on and on. So many different people saying it wasn't true because the only source was the doctor yeah. who provided the abortion. Attorney General uh, Yost was like, "This is bullshit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, by the way, yes, um, Governor of Ohio up uh, mm-hmm. in 2022. So. Just, just a thought. Uh, so uh, then it came out that it was true, you know, when they arrested the rapist. And Attorney General Rios was like, we got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. We got it. Instead of any of the people who came out and said that this was a lie or anything like that had no compassion for this child, mm-hmm. uh, instead of apologizing, acknowledging that, uh, they instead started attacking the abortion provider. Yep for for doing this mm-hmm. uh, because I guess this 10 year old should have been a mother. I think that that's one of the things <laughs> that I thought I think is the most uh, obviously this is an awful disgusting story. yeah and it is it is just it is awful that people on like people are always like we don't uh, why, why is everyone being divisive and making it one side versus the other? Let's be super fucking clear about this. A majority of Republican members of uh, not just not just like I'm not talking about Republican voters. I'm talking about like Republican politicians. Mm-hmm. A majority of Republican politicians want to enact laws so that the only uh, the only end like is they think that a ten year old can be a mother. 
They think that a 10-year-old can and should be a mother regardless of the circumstance that they're in. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's it. Like, that's it. That's the fucking, that's it. That's the, uh, there was a, I can't remember the name of the, of the, poly, of, uh, I believe it was someone in the, in the Ohio um, uh, uh, legislature, um, put out a tweet that was like, that pointed out a, a, a uh, interview that was done with CNN and Christy Nome, I believe it was. And oh, yeah. they were asking Christy Nome, um, Republican governor of South Dakota, mm-hmm. um, do you think that a 10 year old should a, a, a raped 10 year old should have to carry the child to term? And Christy Nome thought that was a gotcha question. And mm-hmm. it's it's let's be clear. It's not a gotcha question. No, it's a real life scenario. It's a real life scenario that, that you are refusing to acknowledge in all of your political ideology. Not just that, it's a real life scenario that you have made more likely. Yep. That your efforts that the eff- that the efforts on the right of of American politics have made more likely. You have made it so that that is something that you have to cross. You have to cross state line. You have to go to Indiana. Which, to be clear, they want to make it illegal for you to cross state lines. Yes, okay. they want to make you. They want to make it so that you can be prosecuted for doing that. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, and I, I implore everyone. Like, if you have a platform that you can like bully politicians on, fucking do it. I think that it's super important that every single Republican running. Every single let me just let me backtrack on that because I, I I think it is mostly a problem with Republicans. But this is a question that you should ask every single politician, every single person running for office. Hey, would you make a raped ten year old carry that child to term? Ask them. Mm-hmm. Ask ask every single politician. Ask every single person running if they think a ten year old girl is old enough to be a mother. Let's ask. And then if they say, firstly, if they don't answer the question, there we go. <laughs> but also if they say yes, there we go. This is this is so this is a this is something that I really hope that um people who are against this point out it almost nope. nonstop until November. Mm-hmm. Because truly this is horrific. Yeah. This is this is horrific. This is disgusting. This is what right-wing politicians are are savoring for. This is what they've been working decades for. And they need to answer for this. They need that you need to have them answer for this. Never stop asking the question. If they're if they're dodgy, ask the question again. Keep asking until you get an answer. And if you and if they dodge the question, we know what their fucking answer is. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to put this on the agenda, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to talk about what someone in the Biden administration said. Um, Uh-oh. Remember, um, I didn't pull it up, so you'll have to remind me, but did... Did not someone in his administration, after after our podcast episode came out saying that they took too long to act, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's definitely wasn't what was it about? 
uh, said some absolute fucking bullshit about people on the left being out of touch with mainstream America. Yeah, yeah. On, on were... their views on abortion. <laughs> yeah, they were talking about how the activists were the problem. Yeah. I can't remember the specific quote. Um, uh, but yeah, I if I could find it. Um, okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> this was put out by. Um, a White House communicate. I think White House communications, outgoing White House communications director Kate Bedingfield, um, who is pretty frustrated. Um, and this is coming from a Washington Post article. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, read just from this. Um, ba, 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 ba. On on Saturday, in a piece by uh, sorry, in a piece by my colleagues Ashley Parker, Yasmin Abultaleb, and Tyler Pager, outgoing White House communications director Kate Bedingfield vented that frustration, saying the president's team had put, quote, months of hard work, unquote, into crafting its response. By the way, you really should you had you really should have done this a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Um, quote, Joe Biden's goal in responding to Dobbs is not to satisfy some activists who have been consistently out of step with the mainstream of the Democratic Party. <laughs> uh, I'll finish the quote just in fairness. It's to deliver help to women who are in danger and assemble a broad-based coalition to defend a woman's right to choose now, just as he assembled su such a coalition to win during the 2020 campaign. That's the quote you're referring mm -hmm. to, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What... What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? It took weeks to put out your response to a thing that you, you knew, knew was coming happen. for months. Mm -hmm. And and instead of just like maybe understanding that people are upset, mm -hmm. you decide you need to criticize abortion activists mm -hmm. who are part of the reason you were fucking elected. And the same people that you're going to ask to uh, rally people to give you a Congress to do stuff mm -hmm. in, in, in November. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what absolute fucking disgusting bullshit. I would also like to point out another thing that I have a problem with with this. By the way, I have a problem with the whole fucking thing. <laughs> um, another thing I have a problem with this is uh, <laughs> the, the, the Democratic Party leadership went out of their way to make sure that Henry Cuellar defeated, mm -hmm. like an anti-choice Democrat defeated uh, a a progressive um, pro-choice candidate in the pro in the Democratic primary in Texas, in a, in a house seat in Texas. Like out of step with the Democratic primary, uh, sorry, out of step with the Demo Democratic party. You know who who is on on choice? Who's out of step? Henry Cuellar. Yeah. I, I would really like mother... to know what out of step means to them. <laughs> Honest to God. Like, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. What 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 restrictions do you think we need to have? Fucking mm -hmm. asshole. <laughs> God. Uh, no. I just wanted to mention that. No, I, I know. I forgot how much I was so pissed off. I remember how that. mad you were about that, and you fucking should be. That is a, like, just poke, like, literally, like, Here's my thing that I think is crazy. Just on a, po a purely political standpoint. Yeah. Obviously. Ob What's the political game to this? Obviously, the whole of it is fucking stupid. I think morally it's wrong. Mm -hmm. I think 
being like, you, you, you activists are being so up in arms about a thing that's going to affect a lot of people. And you need to calm down. You should be grateful for our stupid little executive orders. That we did weeks after the ruling we knew was going to happen. Yeah. I Like, that's obviously fucking dumb. Politically, this move makes no sense. Why are you attacking people who are you, who you are going to ask to work for you? Honestly, you already probably, if you're a smart, if you're a smart uh, organization, have asked to work for you already. Yep. It's this, why? It's this fucking bullshit that really makes me understand why leftist people are like, why should I support either fucking party? I guess it is literally. <laughs> and every- it's like, so it, it makes it so fucking hard to tell people to vote for Democrats. It really no does. What. Cause does. they fucking suck. Because a lot, because a lot of them do fucking suck. They a lot of them suck. suck. A lot of them really suck. Like, <sighs> like this, this, this whole, like this whole, this is a, this is, these are two people. You're listening to two people who have, I think voted Democrat consistently. The only time I can remember not voting for a <laughs> Democrat the was the mayor of Bloomsburg. And that was a whole other issue. You all already heard of it. But, but truly I voted Democrat consistently. I voted for Democratic candidates consistently because though they, though I don't necessarily, uh, you know, get them on every single level. And I think they need to go a lot further on a lot of levels. I know that there is, you know, a candidate that I like, like or you know kind of like versus a candidate that i fucking hate (laughs) and and this idea that the the democratic uh president the democratic administration in the white house wants to make enemies shortly before a primary while being like we need i need to have a i need to have a congress that'll work with me send me a congress that'll work with me also fuck the activists (laughs) it's like Oh, okay. So you're not good. <laughs> like that's gonna you you've done a thing that like a lot of people are gonna be like, I don't want to work for yeah. you because you are like awful. Yeah. So yeah. So frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. Uh, the next point we had in this topic was what's <laughs> happening in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Because <laughs> we've talked a lot about how it's so important that we elect Josh Shapiro mm-hmm. as our governor right. in November because. As Tom Wolf did many times, uh, Josh Shapiro will be a veto against our extremist Republican congre- Congress. Yep. Um, the Republican legislature in the pencil in Pennsylvania um, will continue to send um, anti-choice bills and like, like anti-abortion bills mm-hmm. uh, to the desk of the uh, governor, and as long as that governor is Tom Wolf. Uh, it will be vetoed and that will continue under governor uh, Josh Shapiro. Yes. However, they've figured out a workaround. Uh, And we've talked about this method before, uh, particularly in Texas of congressional amendments during non uh, popular voting times. Right. Putting referendums up, (sighs) uh, putting referendums up for a vote on off year elections when, uh, the the uh, uh, voter turnout is like 10%. Yes. So the PA legislature actually passed through 
a resolution that included five different congressional amendments that they want to get onto the ballot, and I'll go through all of them. Um, require government-issued ID to vote. So I think fucking I did this. great. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm pretty sure I did this like last uh, think, last episode. <laughs> I thought we talked about it. I didn't think it was said on the I podcast. I think it was said on the podcast, but it does not matter. It should be said again. Go ahead. Um, requiring the Auditor General to audit elections... Uh, allowing each major party's gubernatorial nominee to choose their own running mate rather than holding a separate primary for We definitely said this on the podcast because I said that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, that's fine. Um, and expanding the General Assembly's power to reject regulations. Um, <laughs> that's so, so fucking stupid. You know, like one, one normal thing. Literally, it's like, and you can't tell us what to do. <laughs> And then, and then the final, uh, the big one is declare the state constitution does not grant any right relating to abortion, including no right to public funding for the procedure. So this is their method mm. to getting abortion outlawed in Pennsylvania yep. without requiring a governor's vote. And they say this doesn't actually outlaw abortion, but sure, we'll fucking see, right? Um, so like, here's like, like the, truly what they do is they say this isn't going to outlaw x y or z uh -huh. right they do a thing they say this isn't going to outlaw that thing and then uh they say that thing is outlawed like after it gets yep. passed they're like oh by the way that thing we just outlawed that shit mm -hmm. um so they passed it in order to get it on the ballot they have to pass it again next session which it will mm -hmm. um the republicans hold both seats of the legislature it doesn't require a two-thirds or anything like that just a simple majority to get through and then it gets put on the ballot and you know what ballot it's probably going to get put on 2021 2023 2023 the 2023 <laughs> <Fuck>. primary ballot <laughs> my apologies i um yeah i forgot what year it was yeah yeah just for like one <laughs> moment i 100 percent forgot what year it was uh, yeah, no, it'll get put on the 2023, the 2023 primary, primary yeah. ballot, which when which there is, is no major election mm -hmm. occurring that year. Yes, which arguably will be the lowest turnout, like the available lowest possible turnout. Right, they put they they put it on the ballot. There's going to be the lowest possible turnout. Yep. Which, by the way, we I mean we always say that you should vote in every fucking election, but but it's absolutely but it's fucking... clearly it's clear that they're doing that to make sure that the the least amount of people vote on the most powerful thing. Absolutely, and especially in Pennsylvania where we have a closed primary, yeah. So people who aren't registered as Democrats or Republicans Just don't vote. Go. By the way, I think... they can't vote. For the primary, they could vote for these things, but that's it. But but if they but if they can't they, vote in the they primary, don't. they're probably not going to come. Exactly. To so I will say, um, I uh, was a holdout, and I am now on the side of open primaries. I mean, how about we don't put fucking constitutional amendments up to vote I during agree. the goddamn primary election? That's absolutely disgusting. I agree wholeheartedly, <laughs> but I also just want to say, position wise, I have changed, and I am now for. Uh, independence voting in every primary. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> this is going to be a really big thing that we're going to have to absolutely press people to come out and vote because most people are going to have zero idea these nope. are even on the ballot. This this is going to be, this is going to be, have to be one of the most, like, uh, one of the largest uh, information campaigns mm -hmm. of, like, just, because truly, people, if, if the, if the, Largest amount of people voted on this. This would not pass. No. This is for this is for those people who show up to like 
off your elect. Again, Republicans, older people, they fucking love voting in every election. I somehow also love voting in every election, but I am not the I am not the standard, mm-hmm. right? I'm the exception. They love this shit. And they love putting things on the ballot that they know not a lot of people are going to vote in this. Not a lot of people who would oppose this are going to are going to think enough to like, you know, like this is so hidden. Yep. That who knows and who I'd cares? I'd love to see what it's written out on the ballot as as well. Mhm. Because sometimes it's not going to be because clear. sometimes it's written on the ballot in a very unclear way. Mm-hmm. So you have to like this has to be an incredibly effective and clear uh, information campaign, letting people know this is what they're doing. This is what this means. And though you might not want to come out and vote in this whatever uh, off year primary, this is the time. Like you have to. Yeah. And and. Yeah, historically, it is a it's going to be an incredibly low turnout. Mm-hmm. But we need to spread the fucking word now that this is what they're going to do. Absolutely, yeah. That that was all for what I had. What what was your thing? I wanted to end on um the efforts of the Democratic House. Uh, currently, we are seeing the Democratic House uh, taking seriously the uh, uh, erosion of laws by rights sorry the erosion of rights by the supreme court who are essentially kind of just saying fuck precedent by the way i lied to all of you and we just kind of don't care about any of that thing and um thanks to uh justice thomas who indicated multiple places where he thought maybe the laws that are were enshrined uh, were um enshrined in uh but they're like that might not be real that might not be an uh, anything so um there have been uh, multiple votes recently by the house to codify some of the laws that um some of the rights that were being uh jettisoned by the supreme court or threatened to be jettisoned by the supreme court um so for example and, and i wanted to kind of go through but uh, I, 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 I want to sort of talk about why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yes, one, we should enshrine certain rights um, as just inalienable rights, right? Yeah. Like, these are just, these are things that should be true and true every single day. And there are a lot of things that should be true every single day, but this is the stuff that we can get past. <laughs> um, like, I'd love for one for healthcare, but we don't have that because there are too many people who are like, you know what I love? Pharma money. Um, but um, uh, we have um, a lot of uh, new uh, – so, so, for example, the Respect for Marriage Act, which enshrines um, uh, marriage equality into law um, and codifies that before the Supreme Court can um, do away with it. <laughs> uh, that, that was um, uh, voted on by the House – it passed 267 to 157 with seven Republicans not voting on it at all. Um, I think that uh, this is like a strategy that the Democratic Party are, uh, are using before the midterms to um, knowing like these might, especially uh, with our um, with our Senate, that is, you know, yeah, not filibuster proof. Um, you're going to have <laughs> not filibuster proof is like. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's kind yes, to them. <laughs> it's 50 50, sort it's of. It's 49 49. Or 4950. 4950 or 4951, yeah. maybe. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so you have, um, uh, they voted on four specific things recently. Um, marriage equality, uh, contraceptive, uh, sorry, contraceptives access, um, abortion access, and what was the fourth? Do you remember what the fourth was? Because I don't. No. I said abortion access... Um, yeah, I, I, it's a, those three that I have, I sort of got, there was a fourth, um, <laughs> but there were four bills, um, that were put in. I wanted to, um, talk about, um, them and what they kind of mean going forward, um, whether they can be passed by the Senate, um, and, or what it, what those bills make for the, um, midterms coming up. So there was a vote here, um, to uh, protect, uh, and this is coming from GovTrack, GovTrack.us, um, HR 8373, which was to protect a person's ability to access contraceptives and to, and to engage in contraception and to protect a healthcare provider's ability to provide contraceptives, contraception, and information related to contraception. Um, that passed the House 220 to 195, um, I believe all Democrats voted for it, and you got eight Republicans um, to uh, come to the other side. There was the Respect for Marriage Act uh, passed the House uh, 267 to 157 with seven Republicans not voting. Um, 47 Republicans joined. Um, you have Ensuring Access to Abortion Act, um, which passed... Uh, 223 to 205, three Republicans joined. Um, and then this one, <laughs> I know that we we always talk about, you know, well, not we, but uh, there's always a talk of like, we need to, you know, not necessarily fight our own in this, but I think this is very important to point out a problem with the Democratic Party. Um, the Women's Health Protection Act of 2020, uh, 2022, um, 219 to 210 it uh, there were two Republicans that didn't vote. Uh, one vote that I thought was very interesting, again, talking about um, the Democratic Party leadership, uh, Henry Cuellar voted against the <laughs> uh, Women's Health Protection Act. Now, I want to talk about how um, what this what this means for the midterms and what uh, Democrats can do to push this in the Senate. But first, I want to just kind of get your response <laughs> on uh, how you feel knowing that there was that statement that was put out and seeing that uh, the one lone Democrat that went against this was Henry Cuellar. I mean, it's just a big old fuck you, man. <laughs> <sighs> and the Democrats. Mm. To be fair. I all of the Democrats voted for this except yeah, no, for Yeah, no, I'm talking Cuellar. about Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them that supported this guy. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Uh but that but it's but Katrina it's the activists that are the problem. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's the activists that are the big problem with this. Um but these I th I think these are four um actionable bills that um are popular this is i think yeah this, they're all popular with the american people i think that is, doesn't matter though i do think that it, i think that this is a, a democratic attempt to 
a lot of the time the Democrats don't really want to fight in culture wars, right? Mm -hmm. They try to pivot to, they're like, I want to talk about kitchen table issues, which I'd argue some of these things things are kitchen table issues. In fact, all of these things are kitchen table issues. You're, you're the, 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 uh, fact of whether or not you are forced to give birth and pay and, uh, care for a child that's a kitchen table issue that will that will heavily affect your money if you are forced to birth and pay for a child (laughs) especially in a country that does not uh (laughs) does not guarantee health care especially in a country that does not guarantee uh paid leave uh, th- these are these are kitchen table issues. Mm-hmm. What do you think the uh, What do you think of, of the prospect of Democrats running on this? Um, but- I think that depends on <laughs> what the price of gas is when the election is held. Here we go. Because obviously that's the most important thing to most American voters. True. So I mean that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I do. I I like this um, democratic for, uh, 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 foray into yeah. into. Um, it's a know. good move. It's a good move. It's you know what won't be a good move though. What when it doesn't get through the Senate? I don't think that's the thing. I think I think that it's important one to make the senators that are up like if Ron Johnson in Wisconsin, I really hate that, that rhymes so well. If Ron Johnson in Wisconsin votes against this, I think that you give you the the uh, Democratic um, the Democratic nominee whomever whomever that is, fingers crossed for Mandela Barnes. Uh, if they they should relentlessly go after uh, Ron Johnson for this, they should relentlessly go. Why are you trying to force Wisconsinites to uh, give birth when they don't want to? Why are you trying to take away marriage um, for those who like? I think that I think that you have the. There are some people that are that are um, in the Senate right now that are vulnerable, and that these are popular issues. And if the Democrats can make hay of these popular issues, that's important. I think that's very important. They may be popular issues, but they're not the number re- one reason ch- people vote for who they vote for. Yeah, I agree. So, I, I, it's a strategy. It, it doesn't necessarily mean a single thing. So, <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it might not matter in any way, shape, or form. I feel like the people of Wisconsin already know that Ron Johnson is a piece of shit. Yeah. Who doesn't support gay rights or women's rights and i think they still might vote for him because milk is double the price it was yeah two years ago i think that i i think that that's very i think that's very true that there are uh, you know inflation is an issue that um a lot of voters are going to be you know what's what's affecting your pocketbook right now Mm -hmm. is definitely a thing um so we have to see how um, this continues and whether or not uh, this uh, like inflation starts to subside. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to know that like, you know, these people are trying to roll back. Uh, but I feel like we have known that we've known that for a long time I don't think and we, it doesn't matter. I don't people. see. Here's the thing. I don't actually think that that's true. Mm. I think, and, and I think that that's not true because a lot of their statements are constantly like, well, this is, for example, um, CNN asked a lot of uh, CNN asked every Republican <laughs> what uh, what they would do what with what way they would vote um, in regards to um, a bill uh, codifying marriage equality, and you get a bunch of these dipshits 
that come out and say, well, this is a show vote and this is a right that it's already, uh, you know, it's already enshrined in whatever and it's not going to change and there's no threat to the law, <laughs> right? That's, I think that that doesn't hold as much water now that we have the overturn of Roe. I think that, I think the overturn of Roe, I mean, I believe looking at polls, the uh, Supreme Court's uh, approval rating is like a fucking 36. I think that if you put things that, uh, I think if you put these things up and say like, I will protect this, I will protect this right and freedom for, um, you know, like everyone, <laughs> everyone knows someone who, you know, has Everyone knows someone who has, you know, one of these very common things. And these are things that are very popular with the American people. And I think if you message it the right way, I think if you make sure that this is known, because I do think that a lot of people are like, well, no one's going to touch these rights because they're because they're these rights. No one's going to touch them. I, I may I may not like I mean, you know, I may differ with the Republican party, but the Republican party, though they don't like this, they're not going to touch it. <laughs> I think, I think putting them on the record and saying, no, they fucking are. I think that's good. And I think that definitely, um, is a, uh, something that Democrats can run on. I, I agree though. Um, economic issues are just kind of always the issue, but I do think that, um, abortion is an economic issue that Maybe yeah. people don't see as an economic issue. Yeah, it's I, when you're unfortunately, for, it's one of those things that uh, these people don't seem to care about until it directly affects them. Until it them. directly affects them, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I just I I think that um once women start dying, once once rights start like their right to in vitro fertilization is gone, and their right to get care after a miscarriage, and they gone. realize how this actually affects them, then it'll matter. Yeah. Then it'll matter to them. Then it'll matter to them, yeah. But I not, mean, not until. I, not until they're I directly affected. I need to see a nationwide ad campaign from one of these packs that is able to take $6 billion from whomever. I need a nationwide ad campaign from the, like that video that I told you about with a little girl running through the woods or running through, the, through a field. Um, and it says like this girl's 10 and the Republican, uh, your Republican representative thinks that this girl is old enough to be a mom. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that truly like there are some things that like really jar people. Yeah. And I think that that is a true thing that would really jar a lot of people to discover. Like, I think that some people don't truly know. You know what I mean? I think that I mean either either don't truly know or kind of don't care to like they don't care to know. Yep. And I think it I think we need to confront the American people and say, "Look, there are there are politicians here who want to force a 10-year-old who was raped by her uncle to carry a child to term and be a mother." And is that something you're okay with? <laughs> and I truly think that the majority of the American people are not okay with it. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> On that super fun <laughs> note, we're going to end the show. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening this week. Please share the show with other people. Uh, like, uh, uh, like, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platforms we're on, which are pretty much all of them. 
um, like the Facebook page, uh, this, that, and the other thing. Um, we'll be back next week um, for our regularly scheduled show. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's there's any stuff that we're <laughs> that we're doing that's gonna combat that. The week after, we might have a problem, but we'll see. We'll get it in. We'll get it in. We, we got a whole ten days off. Yeah, you might get like a weird Wednesday episode. Yeah. Um, but we'll be back next week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.